Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And it is the season of Corey. It is the dawning of the season of Corey. Season uh, of Corey. Last night while we were while I was uh putting the finishing touches on my research for this episode i definitely listened to that song and if you don't Uh, know what song we're talking about it is the dawning of the age of aquarius from hair yeah a play that adrian's been in twice is that right who's he played i don't remember oh my gosh i'm terrible okay in his episode in his episodes oh my gosh i'm so podcast centric right now um in his shows did they do the whole end of act one getting naked yeah, in both of them? I think in I think in both of them. Not everybody does that. No, not everybody does that. Yeah. Uh but I uh so I know a lot of the music from Hair. Yeah. Um but I love that song. I love the song Age of Aquarius. But before we get into it, yeah. I have a little I have a little fireside chat for oh, you. Oh, I'm so glad you do. I have two words for you. Okay. Cheese magic. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> cheese magic. So my very good friend, Glynis, posted. She's a super, super smart archaeologist type. Oh, wow. She always posts the coolest shit about, like, sociology and humanity and, like, culture and <laughs> culture. Good joke. Cheese. Um, <laughs> and she posted a thing about cheese magic and uh i thought at first it was a goof it's not there is a long history of divining your future through cheese and i'm not going to get into it too deep because this is just a little chat but a little bit a little bit though a little little bit. bit so there is a practice of divining the future by looking in the curds of cheese like cottage cheese or you know like before it turns into cheese, like looking at the curds. But my favorite thing, this is so silly and I love it so much. My favorite thing is a woman of marriageable age Okay, would take a number of wheels of cheese, like little wheels of cheese, and carve the names of prospective suitors on them. And then she would put those on a shelf and the one that started to mold first is the one that you should marry. Oh, and I my think gosh. that is effing hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like here for it entirely. I love this so much. I'm looking at the picture of the spellbinding history of cheese and witchcraft, which you sent me. Yes. And the little pictures of the it looks like shredded cheese and then made into it's a broom. Made into a broom. It's adorable. I want to. I want to make that. Well, we're recording before in bulk, but you will not hear. Oh, you'll hear this. To today is in bulk. If you're listening to it on the day it was released. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, happy Involk. Happy Involk, everybody. Oh eat gosh. some cheese. And I think you should eat cheese because cheese, white cheese especially, so white cheddar will very yep. much honor the goddess Bridget. A lot of white food tonight at uh, uh, at your Involk ceremony. And maybe if you have some cottage cheese, mm-hmm. you can stare at it for a while and divine your future. <laughs> this is a fascinating article in the modern in the early modern period, roughly 1450 to 1750. The creation of the universe was also thought by some in terms of cheese making. This is such a great article. I want to talk about cheese for just a hot second. Okay. It is alchemy. It is yes. 100% alchemy. Yes. It is such an incredible gift that humanity learned to culture cheese. I love cheese. Yeah. I love cheese. I love goat cheese. I love cow's cheese. I like all the cheese. And the idea that cheese has had a toe in magic just makes me so happy yeah (laughs) because do you know what else i love magic so cheese and magic it's perfect two of your favorite things it's perfect and if you're vegan you can still enjoy this alchemy because there is such thing as cashew cheese and almond cheese and it does some of the same processing that cow cheese does it's just yeah you can indulge also when cultivated sustainably and right mm-hmm. has no negative impact on the air. Yeah, those local farms that treat their cows well, at least that's my belief. I miss growing you know? up on a farm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 the big dairy farms, yeah, no, try to stay away from those. But we have some local people around here who source their milk and their eggs and their cheese in these, like you can see the farms. You can watch the farms. dairy, baby. Yeah. It's just, and I love it. And I love how well they treat their animals and and they don't, like, get rid of them when they stop producing. There's one, um, oh, I'm not going to remember the name and it doesn't matter, but that their chickens after... After they stop producing eggs, which, you know, chickens only produce for like three years and then they live to about five, sometimes eight years old. And they literally put them out to pasture. Yeah. (laughs) And in a not I'm going to kill them way, but actually just like let them run around. the. They have another side of the barn and they put those chickens on the other side of the barn in the pasture. I love that. I miss having chickens. Someday. Someday. Me too. If I could live on a farm. All, all I want, all I want is like three or four chickens and an oh, apiary. That's all I want. Man. And I a greenhouse. That. And a greenhouse. <laughs> and an herb garden. And Someday. a big old garden. God, I can't wait for Astara so I can cultivate my new uh, New Year's herbs. Wow. I'm so excited. I'm so very... Well, that's very cool. What a anyway, fun... <laughs> I just wanted to share that with everybody. Cheese magic. I love it. Should we head into the library? Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're here to talk about Cory or the age of Aquarius. We're going to talk about Aquarius. Yeah, or Cory. I'm very excited about it. (laughs) 
Okay, um, I am of the belief that we celebrate birthdays for a really long time. And mm-hmm. Corey's birthday was on January 27th, and we are still in celebration mode. And Thanks. Yeah. If we're going by birth month, I celebrate all of January. But if we're going by Zodiac, I could celebrate from January 21st through, like, February 20th. I like it. So, really, I can celebrate till February 20th. Really, you really can. You really can. Um, <laughs> but before I get started on some factoids about Aquarius, okay, I want to give you my sources. Uh, my sources are astrology.com, tarot.com. And our long-lost lover, Wikipedia. Uh, I also uh, used CoStar a little bit just for some blurbs about personality traits. Yeah, I actually want to read you something Okay. real quickly. So here we go. When you're talking about your sign, you're usually talking about your sun sign. And most of us use the tropical zodiac. And my tropical zodiac is Aquarius. My sun is in Aquarius, meaning you are fundamentally unconventional and anti. Comfortable dissenting or straying from the norm, your intellectual talent of abstraction is oriented towards pushing the boundaries of what seems reasonable. You carry a lot on your shoulders and have the need to fight for the underdog. It is in your fourth house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through your home and family. Now, I think that's pretty neat. I think that what I love about Aquarius personally is that Pretty much across the board, people are like, Aquariuses are here to change things. Yeah. They're here to push the envelope and press against norms and, like, be the weirdo, which I happily do. (laughs) Let's get started with uh, some stuff about the actual constellation. Yeah. Oh, and a quick fun fact. Uh, my birthday buddy, I have a couple birthday buzzy buddies like Rosamund Pike and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. But my favorite birthday buddy is Alan Cumming. Oh, I love Alan Cumming. Oh, my God. He's wonderful. I love him very much. <laughs> oh. If you don't know who he is, he played, he was in Spice World and he was in <laughs> Reefer Madness, uh, the musical. He was in... Oh, he did an amazing uh, Penny Dreadful performance with Cindy Lauper that mm. like blew my mind apart. Um, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's uh, very he's good. Nighthawk. Oh, no. he was Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler in, the... in X Men. Yep. And he was also in The Good Wife at the was end. He? Yeah, towards the end. I didn't well, watch I a love lot. Him. I adore him. And he was, if I may, uh-huh. um, he was also in. Um, the reimagination of Cabaret about 15 mm. years ago when Cabaret came back. He played the he MC. He played the MC. He was brilliant. Welcome to the... You should listen to his recording. It's absolutely beautiful. And Can... listen to Reaver Madness because it's yeah. very, very good. And he plays the narrator guy. May I also, since you brought up Rosamond Pike, birthday buddy, uh-huh. she and Diane Weist, Weist are uh-huh. about to release... A new movie. I think it comes out February 19th called I Care A Lot. And the previews look freaking amazing. I don't want to tell you anything else about it and I don't want to go too far off. So back to back to birthday. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is my episode and we're going to go on so many tangents. So I want to talk about not just the astrological sign, but I want to talk about the constellation as well. Okay. The constellation, Aquarius. Aquarius means water carrier or cup bearer. 
and it is the constellation between Capricornus and Pisces. It's one of the oldest recognized constellations along the zodiac. I also learned something really cool about the word zodiac. Oh, right. What, what? It, it means the sun's path. I didn't know that. <laughs> like... I didn't know that. Okay. Why didn't I know that? I don't know. I feel like we all just but know the word zodiac do. and nobody ever thought, hey, what's that mean? <laughs> so that's neat. In the Babylonian star catalogs, Aquarius is identified as the great one. And he represents the god Ea, spelled E-A, with an overflowing vase in his hands, like a stream mm-hmm. of water. In Egyptian astrology, it was associated with the annual flooding of the Nile, the overflowing vase being the stream that fed the Nile. In Greek astrology, it is just a vase with water pouring out of it. And in Hindu astrology, it's called Kumbha, and it means water pitcher. It is part of a, it's a part of the sky that's called the sea because of all of the watery type constellations in it which i think is neat that is really Um, neat especially when you consider the fact that uh aquarius is an air sign and not a water sign it's not a water sign like what the (laughs) hell is up with that can i also just say when i was looking around when we went into this started january 20th 21st 21st Whenever it was that I sent you all those pictures, I went looking for all these pictures. Some of the gorgeous, gorgeous artwork. There is some gorgeous artwork out there yes. that has that's Aquarius-centered, so really beautiful. And, yes, it's all water. It's all water <laughs> it all for an air water. <laughs> but when it comes to the astrological sign, mm-hmm. it's the 11th sign in the zodiac. So it's... It's, it's kind of an older guy. Mm-hmm. It's not like Aries. Aries is the baby. And we're getting up there. <laughs> if you're an Aquarius and you're looking at your uh, horoscope, you got to scroll all the way to the bottom. And um, I am not quite a cusp, but I am right after the cusp. So I'm very, very, very beginning of the season. People always assume when I say I'm an Aquarius that I was born in February. Mm-hmm. Not so. Um my sister and I were both born in January, and she's got the Capricorn energy. Seriously. And I've got the Aquarius energy, um, which I'm sure you can tell by, you know, all of me. Uh, <laughs> it's the 11th sign in the tropical zodiac, rather the zodiac. And in the tropical zodiac, it's from January 21st to February 18th or 20th. I saw okay. a couple of things. And then in the sidereal Zodiac, Mm -hmm. sidereal, sidereal, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, It's from February 15th to March 14th. So if you've heard somebody say, the Zodiac has changed, they're talking about the different Zodiac. And it hasn't changed. It changes a little bit depending on leap years. Um, Mm -hmm. But the tropical Zodiac, still the same. (laughs) So... Uh, I have a tattoo on my ankle of a mermaid who has like water pouring out of a vase. It's it. I got it in my senior year of high school, and it's very much a senior year of high school kind of tattoo. Um, I'm sorry, but it sounds beautiful. It's very cute. I uh, I forget it's there. <laughs> it's a mermaid. It's very cute. One of my friends made it for me, but 
the the main myth around the star sign of Aquarius in mm-hmm. the Western world is the story of Ganymede. Ganymede? Wow, that name sounds really familiar if you watch Doctor Who. On the one hand, I like how very gay this story is. On the other hand, it's another Zeus abducts someone story, oh, which is not cute. But the <laughs> Zeus, Zeus is a garbage person. Anyway, basically, Ganymede was this beautiful young boy. And he was the son of the king of Troy. And he was out tending his father's herd. And Zeus saw him and was like, I want that. <laughs> uh, so he turned into an eagle, like a creep. And he went down and he snatched him up. And he pulled him to Olympus, where he has been ever since the cupbearer to the gods. Hmm. So <laughs> that's where cupbearer comes from. Hmm. So on the one hand, I love a good gay love story. This is not a love story. <laughs> this is this is a Zeus was horny story and <laughs> snatched Man. up Ganymede. Dude. Um, Ganymede was apparently so beautiful, and legends always tell about how how bewitching and beautiful Ganymede was. And I'm like, doesn't mean he deserves to get snatched up by an eagle, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, some factoids about the sign of Aquarius. Its sign is those two cute little squiggles that look like waves. Its ruling planet is Uranus. Its ruling house is the 11th house. Colors associated with Aquarius are silver and blue. It is an air sign. It is a fixed sign, which I only kind of understand. Oh, I was just going to say, talk a little bit about that. Don't know much. But now we have a friend who might be able to come on and tell us a little more about it sometimes. Actually, maybe you'll hear her a little bit at the end of this episode as a bonus. Because uh, we talked to her the day we're recording, and she did a little astrology, Aquarius astrology. So and I would really in. like to have that on the end of this. A little yeah, bit. yeah, we will do that. Uh, the tarot card associated with Aquarius is the star, which I think is interesting. The mantra for Aquarius is I know, which I kind of love. Uh, our season is winter. My personal chart, my sun and my Mercury are both in Aquarius. Really? Yes. I think that the song, Age of Aquarius, I'm going to just read, I'm going to just recite a little bit of those lyrics because I feel like if you're young, you might not know the song right. or at least know the lyrics. So basically it says when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars. So that's gorgeous. First of all. <laughs> Please let that be true. Second of all, I think is a very indicative sign that Aquariuses are supposed to create change. Like the age of Aquarius is a time of great change. As an Aquarius, I've always felt kind of like I have a little bit of responsibility. (laughs) Like just a little bit. Because not to like call out any other signs, but there's like there's no song called The Dawning of the Age of Pisces. Like, <laughs> and, but like, there's not. And so there's a reason that at a time of incredible unrest, like the Vietnam War, this song 
was made in response to that. Like, there's a reason that in times of incredible conflict, this song and idea bubbles mm. to the surface. And I think that's neat. I think that's so it too. for history time. Do you want to head out to the bonfire and chat? That's it? That's all the history I could find. Oh, okay. All, all right, right let's yeah, go. I'm ready. Let's head out. Let's head out to the bonfire. Okay, so Corey, I'm going to immediately go back. I had to bite my tongue when you said this. What happened? Uh, when I, I want to go back to when you said you are the older son. You have to scroll down because you're kind of the older. So yeah. I want to ask you, do you subscribe to the belief that we're reincarnated and that we can be reincarnated as many times as as we need to be, but when we reach Pisces, we either repeat being Pisces over and over again, but eventually we will die and move on and never come back to this plane for more lessons. But we have to be a Pisces to do that. I have never heard that before. Yeah. What? Well, I thought for sure since you were saying you were no. older. Yeah, that there's a progression of the Zodiac that we as souls go through the same progression in signs and that Aries are the baby and Pisces are the old the old crones getting ready to pass on to Nirvana or become guides for the rest of us who are still repeating lives here on earth. I've never heard that. I love it though. Um I think I've never done past life work. No me either. Well, n- not officially. I feel like my energy is so aggressively Aquarius mm-hmm. <laughs> that the likelihood of it manifesting as anything else is hilarious to me and preposterous. However, I don't presume to know anything. So maybe I'm just feeling that way because I've been around the wheel 11 times. Maybe. Um <laughs> But what I do know is that I am the mom friend. Mm-hmm. I'm very much the mom friend. But I also am the chaotic mom friend. How like, do you mean? Like, <laughs> I'll make sure you have snacks. And I'll make sure that you're doing well. And if you want to go steal a street sign, I'll help you with that. <laughs> like, I will support you in that. Or, like, <laughs> if... If somebody did you wrong, we'll take care of that. Like, I'm that mom friend. <laughs> so, you know uh, where the bodies are buried is what you're saying. Okay, I, mean, I get it. I get it. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but um, uh, I love that idea, though. Yeah. It's an yeah. interesting one. I haven't done a ton of research into it, but I remember hearing it and it's always stuck with me. I feel like when you're talking about karma mm-hmm. and reincarnation, you're talking about learning something more every time, mm-hmm. being better and doing better every time. And I think that there's no way that it will only take 12 times. Well, and that's one of the things that it says, that you can yeah. repeat a sign over and over again until yeah. you're done with that sign's lesson. There's probably yeah. a chance that I've just been an Aquarius a bunch of times. 
Because uh, <laughs> I, while I may not be a genius at astrology or really understand all of the stuff about stars, because in the words of Tommy Lee Jones from Armageddon, it's a big ass sky. Um, I, uh, oh, Tommy Lee. I, uh, <laughs> remember when him and Angelina Jolie were a thing? Anyway. No, no I don't. Oh, my God. I never knew that. She's looking at me like I have been living under a rock, y'all. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But it's a really big sky. And to understand it all is impossible. And yeah. it's a lot of math. And it's very complicated. And I don't pretend to understand it. But I do identify super deeply with being an Aquarius. It is, it is something that... Uh, I, I immediately feel a kinship with other Aquariuses that I meet. Yeah. However, wow. I did, after looking at a list of traits, mm-hmm. um, we're te- uh, generally a very charismatic bunch. Okay. Yes, and, you are. And our, de- our uh, <laughs> the, the um, descriptor that I get ascribed to me most often is charming. Which, Aww. on the one hand, I'm like, great. On the other hand, I'm like, ugh. Uh, I'm going to go with the great on that. Because I think you are, Jeremy. But I think that Aquarians are, we're sort of like, if life were D&D, Aquarians are kind of like bards. We're very charismatic, and we make change through our like presence, our performance. And because of that... There are good people who are Aquariuses, and there are shitheads who are Aquariuses, <laughs> and there are a lot of nasty politicians on the list of famous Aquarians. Wow. And I was reading the list, and I was like, ew, 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 Mozart, ew, ew. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just <laughs> a oh. lot. Wow. And um, I think that that's an important reminder that... Uh, we have a responsibility yeah, to make the changes that we create good ones. It's so wild because I, I can think of three other really important Aquarians in my life other than you. And one of them was my dad, who was a total dick. <laughs> he was he was not he died when I was very young, but I've heard from my sisters that yeah, not a good guy. And then my uncle, who I really adore, and then this other person in my daughter's life who I'm not allowed to call my son-in-law yet, who is an absolute wonderful human being and I adore everything about him. So yeah, I I guess Aquarians uh run the gamut there as far as I guess we probably every sign does yeah. run the gamut of there's good a lot people, of bad people. There's a lot of variation, but I I think that probably because of how close I am to Capricorn, mm-hmm. um, that sort of pragmatism, it like it. I can make friends with anybody. Mm-hmm. I can see all different kinds of points of view. I can endear myself like a chameleon to whoever is around me. And I think that that's because of, like, the charming quality of Aquarius. So, on that note. Yes. And I know we're in the season of Aquarius, but I just have to ask. You, how much other Aquarius energy do you have in your chart? Is is it just your sun sign or do you have it other places? uh, Sun and Mercury. And Mercury. Oh, you said that at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about my chart is... 
<laughs> uh, I have a friend who did my chart. And it's my first time I've ever done it. And they finished it and they printed it out and they went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, they said, well, I've just, I've never really seen a chart with this much fire in it before. And I was like, cool. <laughs> well, that is going to help with the change that you need. Yes. The wind energy of Aquarius. Like, but because of all fire. of that fire, mm -hmm. there is, um, if you were to just compare charts, mm -hmm. my husband and I would not work. Really? At all. But you do. We'd be at each other's fucking throats Aww. if you just went by the charts. Um, But we make it work out. And I think... And you've <laughs> been in isolation and quarantine this long and still... I still love him and stuff. Yeah. There you go. Just saying. You're surviving. But there's a there's a thing. We're both yawning a lot. We're both, we've been at we've been at this a little peek behind the curtain, dear listener. Detta and I have been recording since 10 a.m. and it is currently 4:43. It's been a long, fun day. We've had a long day. Yeah. A lot of really great stuff coming your oh way. My gosh, can't wait to share it with y'all. We're both getting that uh, Zoom fatigue. <laughs> I think one of the things about being an Aquarius, too, is that when I am in a fight with someone, mm -hmm. I get ugly very quickly. Is that an Aquarian thing? I have read that, yes. Yeah. Okay. I am going to assume we're friends until something proves it otherwise. I generally think people are good until they give me a reason not to. I generally assume we're going to be pals unless you give me a reason we're not. I, full disclosure, mm -hmm. in high school, was a massive bitch oh Just, come on oh dead no no I, no no truly i don't truly. believe that i was a people were literally afraid of me it was i was not a good person in high school i was a very very angry hateful individual in high school and it's because i had a lot of like self-worth issues and i took them out has aggression on everyone else um as well as turned it inward thank you so much self-destructive tendencies but oh i have i have in me the capacity to be a really ugly human so i think that it's part of my like growth path <laughs> as a human being um is channeling that aquarian energy that power for change to like make myself a better person I must have met you right after you were in high school because I went to teach at Western and do my other degree when you... I feel like you... we met my sophomore year. So that was like three years later, and there were no vestiges of that bitch on you at all. Yeah. You know, if I may say, since this is an episode all about you, um, if I can just say... You were so inspiring to me. And I'm older than Corey, y'all. And this young little whippersnapper who did not take shit from anyone, but was so <laughs> kind. You were so kind. And I just, well, that's that's what I remember ab about you, this fierce, fierce human being. I had a lot of trouble, and it took me a lot of time to find the balance of being honest without being abrasive Got and it. like being 
being strong without being mean. I still struggle with that a lot. Like, because sometimes I'm just like, I don't care if you think I'm mean. <laughs> like, sometimes I still feel that way. And it's it's hard to remember that, like, we're all going through it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so arrogant and selfish to to make anyone else's experience worse. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like don't don't like drive yourself into the ground trying to make everyone else happy, but like also remember that like actively being mean or awful that that hurts no that hurts everyone and helps no one. As my mom so delicately put it when I was in like my senior year of high school, you can be honest without being a jerk. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard the sentence, you don't have to be an asshole, like a hundred times my senior year of high school. Because um, my mommy and I have a very open and oh. honest relationship, and I love her very much. Um, and we call each other out when we're being shitty. <laughs> <laughs> being an air sign who's a very fiery sign. What does air do to fire? It totally feeds the fire. I yeah. feel like there I feel like it actually the elements complement each other. It is if you are careful. Yeah, yeah. If you exactly. just let it rage, you're just going to be a rage monster. Yeah. And and while that can feel cathartic in the moment, it's not sustainable because if you run out of fuel for that fire, it will go out. I don't know, Corey. I feel like from what I know of you, you're finding that balance really well. And that I think that's a Trying. real uh, credit to the witchcraft community to think about that, exactly what you just said about you have to contain that because I'm sure you're not the only Aquarius that has that well, that um, combination. And so for all of you Aquarians who are, you know, in – in that same position that Corey is in, I think that's just incredibly good advice. Actually, I think it's good advice for anybody, <laughs> you know, when you're feeding fire or when you're, you know, planting or whatever sign you are. How fascinating. How fascinating. And, you know, here's what's really interesting, too. We're talking a little bit about astrology right now and the season of Aquarius. And in a couple of weeks, you're going to hear somebody talk who also happens to be an astrologer, and she is going to start making guest appearances on Bonfire Babel as our astrologer and giving information and advice on that, and you are going to love her. So we're very excited to have our own little astrologer in residence. (laughs) So yeah, so you will hear Conowin at the end of this episode talking to Corey about her season. Because we I'm, got we we nerded out pretty hard. We oh, got, we so nerded. We got very excited. <gasps> we finished our interview and then talked for like another forty minutes. Yeah, it, it was amazing. It was <laughs> such a great. It was so much fun. Same same with Fez. We interviewed Fez this morning as well, which you will hear next week, and it will be amazing. It is amazing. She's, She's awesome. A delight. Our new friend. We're very oh, excited. Gosh. We made so many friends today. <laughs> we totally did, and I want to hang out with both of them. I know, and you will someday. too. So cool. But it's the age of Aquarius, my friends, and I love Aquarius season and I am obnoxious about it. I'm obnoxious about my birthday because uh, I'm a gift. <laughs> I am the you birthday gift. gift. 
May I just say one, at least yes. one more thing? So Aquarius, the season of Aquarius is all about change, or all about change and starting change. We see that in the season, you know, that it's, we're in the middle of winter. Is spring coming? Is it going to last six weeks longer or is it going to start to become spring? Either way, it's going to shift and it's going to change over these next. It's the beginning of the of the change. It's the beginning Imbolc? of the change of the season. Imbolc is almost right in the center of Aquarius mm-hmm. season. Which <laughs> I love that. <laughs> which is a time of, of new beginnings. It's, it's the beginning of spring. And um, it's a time of, like, fertility and abundance, and, and it's really exciting time. Yeah. In a lot of places, the earth is starting to, you know, unthaw, and the days are getting longer so that we God can bless. get ready to plant. Oh, yeah, I know. Here in the Pacific Northwest, I don't know about you all where you are, but bring on that light. <laughs> like, those extra couple minutes of light. You know, it was 447 yesterday, I think, is when I was like, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so dark. So dark. Yeah. But you Aquarians are changing all that. We're sure trying. So right now, we'll go ahead and put in our guest appearance by... Conowin Moore. Talking about the uh, season of Aquarius we find ourselves in. And when that's through, we'll send up our sparks. This is the dawning of the Also, funny story, the episode we're recording right after uh-huh. this is Aquarius. Oh my gosh! Because I'm selfish yeah. and my birthday is in a couple of days selfish. and I want to talk about it. Well, honestly, <laughs> right now is the perfect time to talk Aquarian energy. It is so huge Hell right yes. now. I mean, you guys know, obviously, we had the great conjunction back in December, yeah. but oh my, like, it's like if I can just like astro babble for two seconds. Um, oh, please. So, like, okay, like, and I kind of mentioned this earlier in this episode, but. Saturn is squaring Uranus. Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius. It's going to be in Aquarius for the next two and a half years. Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius, but it's going to be in Taurus for the next four years, four or five. So you have this planet of karma and hard work and toil and discipline in its home sign of the collective, the people, the hopes, the dreams, the big picture and going out and helping the world, you know, outside of yourself. You have it in that sign in this tense aspect three times this year it's going to be in this tense aspect to the the planet of you know explosive change breaking the tension it's the lightning in a bottle energy it is what makes aquarians so aquarian you know it's that rebellious nature it's it's revolution it's right the big middle finger in t- it's the big middle finger exactly but it is sitting in the sign of taurus and taurus is all about staying put and being secure and and holding on to tradition and what's valued in home and land and it is the sign of earth right but it's like it's it's this very i mean you think about like a cow in a field it doesn't want to move you're not going to just move it right it's it wants to stay it wants to stay safe and we have this explosive planet in that energy in this tense aspect so all that boils down to we are facing in this next year the big picture of 2021 
is we have seen our structures of the last year fall. We have seen the people on top be shown their true colors. We know, you know, we know so much more about what structures are holding our world together or rather what don't need to hold our world together anymore. And now it is the time for all of us to ask ourselves, what is it that we want to move forward to? How are we going to balance that with what we want to hold on to from the past? And what can we do for the community? What what mark do we want to put in the community to help build a better earth for our children, for our for the children's children, for the people coming? It's it's such an Aquarian conundrum here. I mean, we have the two planets of them just like facing each other down like what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And it's so explosive and exciting and tense and ugh, I mean it's just I mean but it really I think it, it calls to the deeper like message in all of us of like we've we've been born out of this crisis year and we have come out of it with so much wisdom what are we going to do with it like we yeah. have a choice here all of us and it's exciting please but, god oh, let's not waste it let's not waste <laughs> yeah. we can't we can't afford to you know and and quite frankly with Uranus our big middle finger planet it, it either will say, okay, either you can release this tension and you can use it and move forward because it's all about progression, or I will make your life the tower card, a living hell. Oh, <laughs> yes. No. You know, that. <laughs> that Corey that. has a certain relationship with that tower card. Really? Yes. That's kind of weird because that Woof. just popped in my head and I went, you should say that. That's not what I was going to say, yeah. but I said it. What's the tower card story? I have to know. <laughs> I just, I just, every single time that I'm like working on me, uh-huh. which is constantly, <laughs> but anytime Same. I'm doing like a, anytime I'm doing like a, what do I need to be like focusing on right now? Uh, the tower card comes up. Or if I'm like, how can I make like, this particular aspect of I don't know my daddy issues better uh the tower card comes up and I'm like I did not come here to be roasted by you (laughs) like I did not come here to get red I came to read you (laughs) damn you tower card dude that's tower card is a nightmare I mean that sounds to me I should look at your chart and see where your Pluto is how old are you may I ask sorry (laughs) I'm about to be 33. Okay. So there's a big plutonic transformation that happens in our life for you. It's coming. It's actually coming a little later. So if anything, I feel like tower cards showing up to be like, yo, you could work on this now and then have like a much easier time later. <laughs> so there's that. But I will say, cool. so that, that tower card image, right, that we always see, that lightning strike is the Uranian energy of like, get rid of the tension but that tower falling down that is what last year was we had this huge plutonic um transformation out of all of us it's take it's daring to look at what is ugly and difficult to look at and shameful and guiltful and hard and really deciding to look at it face it recognize it's a part of you be reborn from the ashes of that you're going I mean I have a feeling in a couple years you're going to look back on your life and be like whoa I went through a whole transformation that was so slow and under the current I didn't even know what was happening but you doing the work on yourself now that's what it's saying you are being reborn like a phoenix from the ashes that's exciting I mean I love getting the tower card but like maybe I'm just a sick fuck that might be it (laughs) I like I like the death card I'm like here for the death card because the death card is like the death card is like change. Yeah. yeah. Change is happening. Yes. Like 
change and and rebirth like death means rebirth mm-hmm. but the tower card <laughs> for me yeah. is like oh you know how you feel like you're kind of secure right yeah. now no <laughs> i'm like cool thanks a lot yeah. i'm gonna take that rug and pull it on out <laughs> yeah there we go yeah and isn't that just been the theme of the freaking year <laughs> it's good though mm-hmm. i think you're right though that it that it is good because what that means is you thought you were stable, mm-hmm. but it turns out the thing that you thought was stable isn't, and it's better that you know exactly. that now. That is that is the lesson of last year's conjunction, and yeah, it's yeah. I still don't like pulling it apart, <laughs> dude. I don't get. I don't blame you. What's your spark today, Detta? I'm gonna talk about Earth and Sky, kind of. Really what I'm going to talk about is Sky Talk and Earth and Sky, because when I was looking for what I wanted to talk about today, which is a weekly discussion of what's new and interesting in astronomy with astronomer Derek Pitts. It's an Apple podcast, and it used to be a small little segment on NPR, and it's called Sky Talk. But I also, when I was looking for that, found a great website called Earth and Sky, and I just want to encourage you to go explore. It's got some astronomy stuff on it and some stuff about the Earth and some stuff about the sky, and it's just a fun website to explore. But the podcast, Sky Talk, and the little weekly discussions, they're just really exciting. And it's about astronomy, not about astrology. But, of course, as you know, astronomy affects astrology. And I just thought that'd be a fun thing to throw up during the season of Aquarius. Hey, thanks. Yeah, if you haven't gone, by the way, to nasa.gov, do yourself a favor. I live there. I love Hours. it so much. Hours disappear on that website. Yeah. Because they have everything. <laughs> this site has everything. They oh, have my gosh. <laughs> they have pictures, videos, articles, audio, like everything. It's such a great site. Please go check it out. My daughter is big into astronomy. I got her a telescope that she'd wanted forever for her birthday this last year. And that moon picture that you see floating around... Um, is taken by her with her wonderful camera equipment through her telescope. And I'm hoping that she's going to do some more star and moon pictures for us this year. I would love that. So, Corey, what's your spark this week? I actually have a, like, two-in-one kind of spark. So my friend Kate is an incredible human being who I miss very, very much. I used to see Mm. her at least once a week because of where we worked. And... um, She's wonderful, and her energy is so authentic and real and good and powerful. And she's just like this incredible grounding human being. And I love her, and I miss her very much. So I wanted to shout out her businesses. So she has one business called Tapestry Event Company, which uh, they deal in weddings and elopements. And it's like super cool. But the other company that she has is called Ain't Nobody Like This Body. And they do boudoir shoots for all kinds of bodies. And like, it's my dream to do like a spooky boudoir shoot with them. I just, the, the things that they create help women in particular femmes of all kinds and I think just generally people really love the skin they're in and the Mm. bodies they have and celebrate 
all of the folds and angles and marks and scars and everything about them. And if you check out their Instagram, which I will put the handle for, um, they've done such incredible shoots and they put up some pictures like my friend Gabby, her pictures are in some of them and they're just gorgeous. It's yeah, it's called Ain't Nobody Like This Body and I just love her. And I think she's doing amazing stuff. And they have some really fun virtual offerings that they're starting to have. They've got a podcast. They've got, I think they're doing a subscription box. Like they're doing all kinds of amazing stuff. So mm-hmm. I want you to check them out because they're great. Oh, and I Kate is great. How exciting. I'm excited yeah. to see. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. And happy birthday hey, to thanks. Corey. <laughs> thanks. Um, I'm excited to be 33. I feel like 32 was my lost year because I spent all of it locked indoors. But we'll see how 33 goes. Well, everybody, we really hope you tune in next week for our interview with Fez Inkright. And I just am so excited for you to listen and check out that book and check out our Instagram and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, for more information and possible giveaways. and all Ooh, that good possible jazz. giveaways. I know, I know. But until next time, be well, harm none, and don't forget that you are magic. Hey, everybody. If you like this show or you know someone who would like this show, feel free to share it and like and then rate and review us. Reviews, even if it's just like a smiley face emoji or a little thumbs up, a review helps us get seen by other people. Um, So if you have the time, it costs nothing. Please drop us a line. Yeah, and a follow on Spotify or iHeartRadio is also very helpful, depending on where you listen to us. So thank you. And you can find us on Instagram. At Bonfire Babble. Twitter. Bonfire Babble Podcast. Facebook. Bonfire Babble Podcast. And our Gmail. Bonfire Babble Podcast at gmail.com. That's a place you can go to sign up for our newsletter or to ask us any questions. We would love to hear from you. Heck yeah. I would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle, the Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.